Hello, this is Brian Hanley. Gambling and sports. Uh, you know, gambling and sports, they go hand in hand. You know, it doesn't mean it's always illegal and things of that nature when you're talking about it going hand in hand. But it can be. You think about sports and the the officiating that goes behind it and some of the play calls and some of the turnovers and you think, man, okay, yeah, there's this this can be bad. You know, sports, maybe it can be manipulated. Maybe it is being manipulated. You know, you just look at some of the the constant the 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 officiating. I mean, officiating has been so bad the last 10 years. Clearly, obviously, Timothy Donahue, we had a guy that was caught red-handed, a gambler. So that's a problem. So that, I mean, that's an issue. So it's not like this is some make-believe, hey, officials aren't in on it. And you think how bad officiating. Yeah, no, he was in on it. He did it. So, you know, it's a problem. Sports and gambling happens more than you know. Now, it's not my job because I don't know. It's a hard thing to prove unless somebody just comes out and admits it. You can't just prove that somebody's doing something, you know. At the same time, that's not what I'm really here to talk about. I just want to get out there. Hey, what's going on? This, uh, to, to basically unload or reveal this aspect of it or this aspect of it. You know, how these things come about. What the, the common person thinks. Versus, okay, did we really think about this? Did you really think about that? Did he moved like this? He made that play. Why did the call go this way? It's a very complex thing when you actually sit and you think about it. And let's just dive in. Let's talk ball. Broken up by Tatum. Tipped off. Michael Harris has it. Here's Jordan. Biggest sport in America. Gambling every game, every, I mean, it's just huge. Now, the first think of the ways, fantasy football, and then just on the betting, the over-unders, you know, the money lines, you know, points spread, this and that. I mean, it's just, the gambling in professional football is just tremendous. Collision sport. How do you, you know, how do you, maintain it how do you control it well number one an official can do that you know by making horrendous calls which or i mean and we've seen it i mean there's horrendous calls every game now again to my official fans i understand that officiating a professional football game is literally the toughest game to officiate i 100 understand that 
Guys, that big, moving that fast, collision sport on every single play, it's tough. It's tough. I understand that. Not taking that away from anybody or anything. It is literally, it's just tough. Having said that, hey, hire some better officials. Hire better officials, do better training. That's for another day. But the main thing is you can control a football game with bad officiating with officials. Coaches. Coaches can really be in on it with play calling. Okay? Think of some of the questionable calls that that you think, why did that happen? What the heck? The hell's he doing? The hell are they thinking? You know, coaching. Players. I mean, you think about quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, hey, they make a bad play. I'm the first guy to admit. Super Bowl 1996, Steelers versus Cowboys. As you guys know, I'm a diehard Steeler fan. Neil O'Donnell throws two passes to Larry Brown, who could have been the worst defensive back in all of pro football. All of a sudden, he's the MVP of a Super Bowl because he gets two passes gift-wrapped to him. Receivers nowhere around. All of a sudden, the ball just gets thrown right to him. How does that happen? Steelers going to win the game. Have stopped Dallas. They have figured them out. They stopped Dallas. They're going to win the football game. And you throw an interception to a guy that the closest receiver is 15 yards away, running the opposite direction? I mean, I've heard of, you know, hey, we're not on the same page and Mr. Rat, all this, but that happens twice in a game? Come on, come on, come on, come on. But again, that's me being a Steeler fan. I digress. So the next thing that you want to think about, obviously the quarterbacks, running backs, yeah, I mean, you can fumble the ball. I mean, football, there's a lot of different ways. I can miss tackles. I can miss blocks. You know, there, there's different ways that you can control a game, you know, that partly can decide what goes on. But again, you can't really prove it because guys miss blocks all the time. You get beat all the time. Guy misses a tackle all the time. It happens. So trying to say, oh, well, he's point shit. He's doing this. I mean, it's, it's almost an impossible feat for that to happen because you cannot prove those certain things. You just can't do it. You can't do it. So it becomes an issue. Take it to a, the next level. Let's look at the point spreads and let's look at the injury report and how they go hand in hand. Why is there an injury report? I mean, think about it. I got a guy that's hurt. I'm trying to get a competitive advantage, but I have to put out an injury report to tell you what's hurt, number one, how bad he's hurt because you got, you know, questionable, doubtful, out. I mean, why do I have to designate that? Why do I? Why is any of that necessary? It's gambling. Now, we all want to think that the game is pure, and I want to believe it too. But if you don't believe that the NFL has a hand in some gambling and what goes on, 
you must be out of your mind. I mean, otherwise, why do you do that? And don't give me this BS about a competitive advantage. They're in a coach out there on the competition committee. You think that they want to do that? Hey, it's got to be fair game. I, I need to know who's who's hurt. Well, that means I got to give up who's hurt on my team. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that. It's crazy talk. You know, it's absolute crazy talk. But it's out there. Why? Huh. Like I said, it's a hard thing to prove, but tell me why the NFL does it. Because here's what I can say, and you can do your own statistics. I don't need to do this. Figure out the guys that show up on an injury report and what their record is versus somebody who doesn't show up on the injury report against another team and find out what, I mean, you know, it, it's just crazy. There's not going to be any difference. There's not going to be this, oh, this guy shows up. I mean, how many times did Tom Brady showed up on an injury report every week all year? But he plays. Somehow he makes it out there. He's questionable every week. Got a knee, got a shoulder, got an elbow, but he's out there. So don't tell me that doesn't have anything to do with it. And you see it in the point spread. You see a quarterback healthy. Ah, he's questionable. All of a sudden, he goes to healthy. That point spread always changes. Well, why does it change? Well, hey, Brian, you know, if, if the starting quarterback's going to play one week and you don't know, well, you got to change it based on that. Okay. And I get that part of it. What about a running back? Why does it change for him? What if the quarterback is not as good, you know, he's just an average guy, but you got the running back who's all pro? You don't see the point spread really changing for that very much. Left tackle could be all world, never giving up a sack a day in his life. You don't see the point spread changing there. I mean, it's it, it's it's weird. It's a weird thing. Quarterback not so good. Left tackle all world. Left tackle might be out. Point spread doesn't change. Quarterback out changes. Again, I get the argument. Quarterback's the most important position on the field. I understand that part of it. They can control everything. I understand that part of it. But, do, I mean, how much are we are we saying that the quarterback matters? I mean, are they saying that they're five points? I mean, you know, some average quarterbacks in the NFL aren't worth five points, but a point spread will change that much. I mean, come on now. And again, why do I have to reveal it? Why is it required? It's not about a competitive advantage because I'll tell you what, if I'm quarterback and my team has Joe Montana and I have to tell you that he's not going to play and I have a backup, not Steve Young, so don't go there, but I got a backup and I have to tell you that Montana's not going to play? How is that a competitive advantage for me? When, the person that has the injured player, how do they get in a competitive advantage? Where does their competitive advantage come in? And then, that's what I would like to know. It's only for the other team, for them to know, for them to find out. 
It's gambling. Come on now, it's gambling. We all know it. There's zero reason for an injury report. None. I mean, none. Other than for gambling. Well, why does the NFL care who gambles or not? Why does the NFL care what the point spread is or not? I mean, they, they, I mean, if they don't have any vested interest, why should they care? Come on, people, wake up. Wake up. I'm not saying the NFL is corrupt. So uh, that's the first thing I want to make sure that we're clear on. The NFL is not corrupt. I'm not saying that they're underhanded and corrupt. But you don't have to be corrupt to be able to take money for gambling. I mean, I'm the organization. I'm not telling anybody to shave points. I'm not telling anybody to to miss a call or whatever the case may be. I'm not doing that. So for me to be the, the organization doesn't mean that I'm corrupt because I take money from people gambling. It just means I got my hand in this. I need it to be this way for me to get as much money as possible. Doesn't mean I'm corrupt in doing it. Just means, hey, I got my hand in this jar. I need the jar to be this way. So that's one thing. Fantasy football. Fantasy football. I know I talked about this on another podcast, but if you don't believe that the NFL has their hand in fantasy football, you are the dumbest person that has been on this earth ever. Fantasy football is nothing but legal gambling. That's all that it is. That's all that it is. Legal gambling. Guys get together, throw in some money, draft players, get you a league, and away we go. And away we go. And that's gambling. I mean, you may think, hey, I'm just playing in this league, but it's for money. (laughs) It's gambling. You know, you are gambling that this player is going to outperform this player. Gambling for money. Now you can think, oh, well, the NFL, how do they, they don't have any money in my league. They're not taking money out of my hands. Okay, so where do you play these games at? Because unless you got a bunch of math nerds, there's not going to be a whole bunch of people that are collecting the stats by hand, computer, by it, whatever, and writing it all down in your league. Again, that I'm not saying that that never happens, but on 99.99% of leagues, that isn't happening. So you got to do it somewhere. NFL Network doesn't. Oh, I guess NFL doesn't get any money from that. Yeah, okay. CBS, Yahoo, ESPN. Come on, people, wake up. FanDuel, it's all over the place. NFL's got a hand in it. They got a hand in it. And again, I'm not faulting. I'm not saying this. any of this is wrong. I'm just saying it's the truth and people don't want to talk about it, don't want to realize it. Gambling, NFL, all over it. It's everywhere. It is literally everywhere. And I don't begrudge them. This is the greatest marketing tool that I've ever heard. You telling me that people that watch play fantasy football, what do they do? They get the NFL Sunday ticket. Why? 
because they live in Kansas City, but they've got a guy from Miami and a guy from Seattle on their team. They want to be able to watch them. They got to have Sunday ticket to be able to do that. And NFL is 100% part of Sunday ticket, making money. Come on, people. It's one of the greatest, greatest marketing ploys that has ever been invented. Legalize gambling. Get people in to watch so they can watch their team. I'm making money. And people get it. Oh, some people, hey, I'm not getting NFL Sunday ticket. I only want to watch my team. Okay. That and you playing fantasy football? Yeah, that usually lasts about three games. Then you're either going to a bar if you don't want to pay for it at your house, or you don't have direct TV. When you go to a bar, well, you didn't go there and do nothing. You spent some money. Come on, man. I mean, it is what it is. Beautiful. And all the other sports have joined in. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey. They're all part of it. Fantasy football, fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball. It's huge. Some of these are, I mean, like baseball and basketball, it's an everyday thing because there's so many games. and I mean, you got to do it and, and watch it and maneuver every single day. You know, in NFL, you know, you get the waiver wire and that kind of thing. So this gambling thing for them, for these other sports, is even bigger. More games, more attention. Whew. You can even drop it down to college. Now, college sports, let's take college football. It doesn't necessarily have a, you know, injury report. So you don't know. So the competitive balance is off. But what do they do in a college game? They just won't give it a line. Hey, I don't know if the quarterback's playing. No line. I mean, literally. Don't know if the college, the quarterback's playing? Eh, we ain't giving it a line. You don't get to bet. You don't get to try to win. We're not even going to allow it because since we don't know, you don't get to win. And that's basically the end of it. I mean, that's what happens. I mean, that's not it. I mean, that's that's the truth. You know how many times, oh, what's the line on that? Oh, man, they didn't even come out with a line. They don't know the quarterback. that They haven't decided if he's playing. And they have no line. So sports and gambling go together. You know, it's a big deal. Basketball. You know how many scandals in college basketball there have been from point shaving? Now, I don't know that there's been that many in professional basketball. There hasn't really been any. But in college basketball, there's been a ton. Now, part of that is because, hey, I'm a guy. I have no money. I got to try to make some money. I've done something. And then they get you. Or I'm broke. This is an easy way for me to make money. Still win. Miss a couple shots here or there. Make sure the point spread is what it is. All wrong. Don't get me wrong. It's wrong. But there's a reason to it. Some of them there's not. Some of those big time scandals. The Kentucky scandal. NY. You know, 
Woo, boy. It, I mean, it, it was just it, point spread in college basketball has been horrendous. Has been horrendous. Again, football, a little bit harder to prove. A little bit harder to prove. Basketball, somewhat harder to prove, but a lot easier to actually do. A lot easier to actually do. It's crazy. You even think about baseball. I mean, look at Peter, Pete Rose. Now, you can say that, and he said, oh, I didn't gamble on the games that I played in. You said that. But who knows? I mean, you absolutely admitted you gambled on the games that you were coaching. So how are you going to say you didn't gamble on the games that you were playing in? Come on now. And in, in Major League Baseball, they don't jack around. You get caught with gambling, you're out. Done. Finished. And that's pretty much with all the sports. So I made a mistake. You're correct. All the sports. It is, you gamble, we catch you on something, you are done. We aren't messing around. There's no ifs, ands, or buts because they got too much to lose. You get caught, you know, points shaving with something or anything. Even in college, you do it in college, you're not playing in the professionals. They're not going to have it. They're not having it. There's way too much money to lose. Way too much to lose. It's a brutal, brutal process to think about. One mistake, done. But you know what? Life's about choices. Life's about mistakes. You live and you learn. Nobody said you had to do it. You chose to do it. That's the price you pay. You know? So you better make it worth it if that's what you're trying to do because... It's going to have to carry you for a long time as far as dollar-wise. Because you get caught, you're not doing that no more. But sports and gambling are tied together. I mean, they have been, and they're always going to be. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Some people think it's, you know, it's taboo, and they don't like to talk about it. And I, I wish we would talk about it more. Just put it out there. And plus, with this new gambling being legalized all over the country, it's going to be even bigger. I'm going to be able to go into Buffalo Wild Wings and gamble on the football games. You tell me the NFL isn't going to have a part of that? Come on, man. NBA, Major League Baseball, the NCAA March Madness? March Madness? Come on, man. No, I go to, to Vegas every year for March Madness like the third or fourth biggest weekend for in Vegas every single year. You know, the Chinese New Year and, you know, Super Bowl Sunday. And I think it's third. Right behind it. I go every year. Love it. Can't get enough. You're telling me they legalize gambling everywhere? And the NCAA doesn't have a part of that? I mean, the NCAA is one of the most corrupt organizations in the history of mankind. Everybody knows that. That's not a secret. And you're telling me you don't believe they got a hand in some gambling on some basketball games? <laughs> Woo! Come on now. Don't be stupid. 
NCAA ain't got, they don't have their hand in the cookie jar. They got their body in the cookie jar. <laughs> they got their whole damn body in the cookie jar. Eating cookies from the inside out. Not even trying to get out. Just chilling in the cookie jar. Looking at you. What's up, dog? Yeah, I'm in here chilling. Eating all this gambling money. <laughs> I mean, come on now. No, NCAA, whoo, boy, that's just a crooked organization. And if you don't think they got their hand in gambling, then don't even talk sports ever again. Just don't even say anything about sports. Nothing. Because you have no clue. None. It's sad because when you think about it, when you're talking about the NCAA, it's real bad because they don't even pay the players. Be one thing, you know, in the NBA or another professional sports, in any professional sport, you're paying the players. So at least they're profiting. So the incentive goes away. Well, where's the incentive go when you're in college? I mean, how's my incentive gone? And don't talk to me about, no, oh, well, they're getting an education. You know how much that education costs. Give me a break. Give me a break. I wasn't even a star on my college football team. I was the starting left guard on the offensive line. But you know what? I was out there every week. My senior year, we were number one team in the country, and I was out there playing, generating money. The guy that was on the walk-on that was on the scout team was out there generating money. The guy that only played on the punt return team that was a walk-on was generating money. So don't give me no nonsense about uh, the education that they receive is worth more than anything. And that's another conversation. I digress. But the gambling boy, whew. Just, and it's not going to slow down. It's only going to get bigger. As this becomes more legalized, it's only going to get bigger. Then you think, well, how is it going to get bigger, Brian? How can gambling get any bigger? Well, the mob, people think the mob, oh, they're, they're just killing people. And I'm not saying they don't do that or whatever the case may be. But they're not just a band of idiots. They are going to figure out a way to make their money with all of this. I mean, you don't think they're going to figure out a way? Of course they are. And they're going to get bigger. They're not legalizing gambling for to so things can be worse, so people can make less money. It's for everybody to make more money. Legalized gambling, you know how much money your, your state will make? Just from the tax. Just from the tax. I mean, my goodness. And I personally, I love it. Like I said, I love legalized gambling. As long as people aren't out of control, which I know that's impossible thing to say because people are, are always out of control with it. They're going to do more than what, you know, we indulge. We're Americans. Americans indulge. Whether it's food, money, whatever. We're, we're indulgers. That's what we do. So, I mean, but, you know, what I can't make everybody's choice for them. Some guy chooses to do drugs. 
Some guys chooses to drink. Some guys chooses to gamble. Some guys chooses to cheat on his wife. I mean, what am I saying? I can't make, I mean, you know, we're Americans. We can't, we can only live our life, you know, live our life to the best of our ability. So yes, people are going to indulge in this gambling thing and it will be bad for some people. Well, you know what? People work at every facet of any job in America and get fired every day. It's bad for them too. Or they don't do a good job at their job, whatever it is. And I'm getting off on a tangent and I apologize, but I don't see the downside to this. I don't. And I'm not apologizing for it. I think it's going to be great. Give you an outlet. And Vegas isn't people. Oh, well, Vegas will lose money. You know what I mean? People go to Vegas and just don't gamble. They just want to go and be there. It's fun. Heck, some of the time that I go, even during the tournament, well, it's during the day. Sometimes I don't even go and gamble and play blackjack or, you know, three-card poker or craps or roulette. I don't even do any of that. So you don't even have to just go. Vegas isn't going to lose money. People still go to Vegas. And you know how many people don't gamble on sports that go to Vegas? That all they do is go to play blackjack and roulette and craps. So it's, I mean, everybody's going to be fine. Everybody's going to be fine. And it's going to be great. I can't wait. I know I live in Texas. Texas is going to be the last state to legalize it. I get that part of it. But it'll get here. It'll get here. It's going to get here for everybody. And when it does, just embrace it, people. Embrace it. Because it's not going anywhere. First of all, it's been here. And whether you have partaken in it or not, it has been here. You know, gambling and sports, not going anywhere, has been here. And it's only going to get bigger. I love it. Thanks for tuning in. Big Beast Take. I'll see you on the next time. Aloha. In the words of my brother Robert. Aloha. Let's Talk Ball is produced by myself, Brian Hanley, and Darren Howard at Mach 1 Productions. Editing, music, intro, graphic design, cover art are also done by our director of operations, Darren Howard at Mach 1 Productions. Research, fact-checking by myself, Brian Hanley. The Let's Talk Ball podcast is brought to you by the LTB Network.